Hey, how y'all doing? This is Rickson Phil with Trackstar Sports, um, giving you the weekend wrap-up. So, this weekend in the NFL, and like I said, guys, this is pretty much what we're going to talk about <laughs> when we do the weekend wrap-up. So, this uh, weekend in the NFL, um, a few different things happened. For one, it was the major Pro Bowl. So, the Pro Bowl was a big deal. Um... If you got a chance to watch it, you saw that the, um, the NFC had a commanding lead for most of it. it. Actually, before I even get into the score, let's just get into what the mood was like. The mood was pretty decent. It was a pretty good Pro Bowl. It wasn't bad at all. Um, it, it definitely looks to me as if the players are having more fun playing than the viewers are watching. Right, so the the viewers are, are having less of a time, you know, less of a pleasurable time watching, but the players are definitely enjoying themselves. And so, when you get a chance to see um, Drew Brees connecting with Adam Thielen two weeks after the Minnesota Miracle, I mean, that's a pretty, you know, that's a pretty cool sight. You get a chance to see, um, you know, him just kind of dishing it around. You get a chance to see Patrick Peterson um, going for two picks and Mark Ingram saying, "Hey, man, we need you to go in there and and get a hat trick because he wanted to win towards the end of the game." Like, it, it was a pretty pretty good look. You got a chance to see Drew Brees' kids, um, all three of them, um, applied with Sean. Peyton to be ball boys and, and he allowed them to be ball boys but they really weren't doing that they were just like wrestling on the sideline it was, it was kind of cool it's kind of cool event um very very fun um for the players and they really enjoyed one another and they enjoyed the competition um they also the way they played the game was pretty much like a uh, contact two-hand touch basically so um and it became very evident towards the end of the game when Doug Baldwin um caught a pass and you know he went typical you know angry little guy move where uh, he breaks away from a tackle but just because they they grabbed him as soon as they grabbed him and kind of pulled him you know a little bit they blew the whistle um and, and just because of that he broke away and ran for a touchdown but it didn't really matter um because they had already marked him down um basically based on the vibe of the game and so this wasn't like back in the day when sean taylor lit up that kicker <laughs> and um everybody was you know just kind of like that or, or just a few years ago when when the veterans challenged the young players actually play the game and they start hitting people pretty hard it wasn't like that at all it was more so like um you know hey guys let's go out have a good time don't hurt anybody unless i'll get out of here um you know safe and honestly that's what they did they got out of there safe and it was a pretty decent game um the nfc they were up for most of the contest. Um, Drew Brees went down, led them to a score pretty pretty um, early. And then after that, the NFC started to kind of pile on. At one point, it was like 20 to 10. Um, but then the AFC just started, you know, gradually coming back. And they were just gradually coming back. Um, and a lot of it happened when Derek Carr kind of came in the game and started throwing the ball a lot to Delaney Walker, which is a cool little combination, right? What if he had a tight end like that? And some people believe he does, but he doesn't. Jared Cook is not Delaney Walker. So um, he he starts throwing the ball, finding Delaney Walker, doing the same. T.Y. Hilton got in the game, and he had an amazing catch over Patrick Peterson, and I thought that was cool. And so um, the game was pretty pretty okay, and towards the end, at the very end, um, to, to wrap it up, um, Derek Carr went down the field. He throws it to Delaney Walker for um, their final touchdown. Then after that, the NFC has the ball. Um, Jared Goff's in um, the pocket and then coming around the edge. Who else but Von Miller um, strip sacks and, and the game's over, right? And Von Miller leaves with the um, defensive player of the game. And so um, that ended the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl was pretty um, pretty fun. Now it's time to hop into the Super Bowl. And I think the Super Bowl is going to be... Um, 
pretty entertaining. I know some people don't believe that it's going to be as entertaining um, as previous Super Bowls are. But think about what you have. You have um, an Eagles team who have a pretty good defense. Um, they don't have a great offense, but what they do have is a risk taker in the offense coordinator. And the offense coordinator will take downfield shots, whether it's Carson Wentz or Nick Foles. And I think that proved true to uh, in that Minnesota game. So he took a lot of downfield shots. And this Patriots secondary isn't so vaunted to where you can't take um, your shots downfield. So I'm pretty sure he's going to take some downfield shots. If, if that can't get going, he will definitely run the ball a ton. The running backs, even though they are some of the slower backs in the league, right? They're huge, but they're slow. Jay Ajayi, when he breaks out, he's not going anywhere. <laughs> but... Um, you know, they do have great running backs. And so because they have such such good running backs, um, I believe that the Eagles will challenge the Patriots um, to stop their run game. And that's not something the Patriots have been um, in remarkably good at. They're just not that great at stopping the running game. If you remember um, their game against um, the Jaguars, Leonard Fournette did pretty well against the Patriots defense. And so you have basically two uh, huge, strong, you know what I mean, violent type runners in Jay Ajayi and LeGarrette Blunt, And I believe that they'll um, do pretty well against this Patriots defense. I think they're going to try their best, like most teams have done in the past few weeks, to load the box up and make Nick Foles beat them. And with a Malcolm Butler on the outside, um, I believe that Malcolm Butler can be had. Now, some people, uh, if you go back to what happened last year, it was a little bit overblown how um, Gabriel, some people think Gabriel had his way with Malcolm Butler in that Super Bowl because Malcolm Butler is not extremely fast and he does have issues dealing with um, slower, I mean, not slower, but dealing with shorter quicker wide receivers and that's why he struggles a little bit with the Antonio Browns and he'll struggle possibly with a Taylor Gabriel he won't have to worry about that as much this game will be against larger but still fast wide receivers so for instance you have a Malcolm Butler going up against a Torrey Smith Torrey Smith isn't that dynamic where I think he'll beat him consistently right on the other side you have Stephen Gilmore I think Gilmore will be pretty much locked in with Elshon Jeffrey and if he is I think it's going to be a little bit tough for um, Elshon Jeffrey to get going Gilmore is a pretty good cornerback so I do look for that to be a great matchup the other big matchup will be Malcolm Jenkins versus Gronk. Straight up. That's a huge matchup. Now, Malcolm Jenkins used to practice against one Jimmy Graham. Don't forget that. He has, you know, a lot. Actually, and he also has two tight ends on his team that actually do a pretty decent job against coverage in Selleck and also in, in Harbor. So he is, I'm sorry, Trey Burton. So he also he should be ready for this matchup. It's not a complete win for Tom Brady when going up against a Malcolm Jenkins. And so you have two, um, and they also, and for them, they have Ronald Darby on the outside. So, and, and remember, we're talking about Brandon Cooks versus Ronald Darby. If you put them in a head-to-head matchup, 
Brandon Cooks can win a lot of those head-to-head matchups, but he can't disappear. He can disappear in games like this. And so I'm looking to see what he does on this grand, huge stage. Remember, just last year, he was playing for a basically 7-9 team or a 6-10 um, team in the New Orleans Saints. And he, he was always close to explosive, but never quite showing up in those super huge moments. And let's see what happens when it's time for him to show up in this big moment. Tom Brady is 40 years old and he is doing things that people just can't fathom. And so that's a super huge deal. Um, the other thing that's going on is a lot of coaching changes. So outside of the Super Bowl, if you start, if your team is already out of it, you're probably envisioning what next year looks like. If you are, the Senior Bowl happened just this weekend and the Senior Bowl was pretty good. There were a lot of guys who actually shined on that Senior Bowl stage. And I'll come back and do a separate report on the Senior Bowl to kind of give you a, a glimpse or an understanding of of what happened with the senior bowl but it was a pretty good game um a lot of guys really had their chance to shine and one guy who shined the most i want to say was probably dj shark um a shark is a he's a wide receiver from lsu who did a phenomenal job of catching deep passes downfield he really shined in this game in that in that game and we'll see what it equates to remember when you're coming out of lsu you don't have a lot of chances because they run the ball a ton and why receivers don't get a lot of chances that's why their wide receivers come out and then start to shine at the next level um like a Jarvis Landry like an Odell Beckham Jr so um he may be you know the next one in that long line of LSU receivers who didn't get a chance to do anything at LSU basically because of the ineptitude of the quarterback position there so either way it is going to be a fun weekend this weekend it is Super Bowl weekend so gear up you know, go get some stuff, um, go get some good food, you know what I mean, get some good drinks, hang out with some family, playing your weekend great, because this weekend we're going to witness history. Either we're going to see some backup quarterback beat Tom Brady on the main stage, or we're going to see a 40-year-old quarterback do his thing. So, you know, gear up. We'll talk to you next week. This is Rick Sincere with Trackstar Sports, signing out.